Welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher. And I made you say it again because um, I didn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I never know if I like the title, but it's too late to change now. So. It's all it right. Is, yeah. No, I don't mind fine. the title. I think it's all right. It is what it is, isn't it? I mean, that's literally what it yeah. is. So yeah, hello. I'm Kayla. In case you missed it, who does the yoga teaching, and I'm Peter, who doesn't. But I do, I do, I do comedy, don't I? I also do your classes, so you are my yoga teacher. Yes, you come to my yoga classes, so you're a yoga student or yogi. Yeah. And what are you up to this month then? Yeah, it's June, isn't yeah. it? June 2023. But uh, you could be listening to this whenever because it won't date, will it? No, I don't imagine. I don't think so. so. Just ignore the next two minutes while we tell you what we're doing this month, though. <laughs> So what am I doing? I'm just doing regular sort of going around doing shows as usual and all my shows are on my website if you want. But I mean, I'm doing Download Festival, which is exciting for Woo-hoo. for you because you're, pre- you're a former goer-tour of Download, aren't you? So. Yeah, I went to Download like quite a few years in a row. It's a very fun place to be, so I'm sure you'll enjoy doing the gig there. I'll have a new Substack piece out about Stalin soon. Oh, I liked your last one, so I will find that. So subscribe to that, because that's the thing I've started that I've got going that I want people to go to. What are you doing? Have you got a thing? Any announcements? Big June June unveilings? or <laughs> Big June. Big June! Big June. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got um, my regular yoga classes, three public classes online every week pretty much i've got a break planned in for june so that if you need classes and you can watch recordings rather than me live and i've got a workshop on the 26th but it isn't a yoga workshop it's more of like a coaching workshop it's an empowerment workshop so it's um nine actions it's going to be really interesting it's the first time i've done it like this so i'm hoping that a few people turn up so i can practice (laughs) but i'm sure it'll be really good so if you're interested in that then like definitely sign up pop me an email and stuff like that and everything's on my website obviously as you said everything's on website and the workshop that i'm running is on the 26th of june so it's at the end of june and it is on the front page of my website so there's definitely a link right there it's your name kaylamccormack.com yep that's right you can't get peterbrush.com. Someone's got it. I think I'm quite lucky with my name. It's a bit rare, maybe. Mine's peterbrushcomedy.com, you see. But what if I ever uh, decide that I want to be more of a serious artist? You'll have to get a new website. It's like if I was a footballer <laughs> that had like branched into something else after I retired, and then my yeah. website was still peterbrushfootballer, but I write novels now or something, you know, it's not... Actually, I've been told to avoid that. That's why my, my website doesn't have anything in it but my name. So that way I can be whatever I want to be. <laughs> As the fluid human we are. We will have to change the show title then if you become something else, won't we? So. <laughs> well, there's no plans, but I'll let you know. Oh, I'll let okay. you know. <laughs> right, okay. So we just let the episode start then. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I've rectified it. I've made myself a regular cup of tea. Well done. <laughs> I really like flavoured teas, but I really just like herbal blends. Like, I just want bare chamomile mint. I, think, I don't want anything else. Any, I don't want it to pretending to be something it's not. So you like uh, authenticity. <laughs> mm. There you go. So you put a schedule here. You put wrists up top. That's going in heavy, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. I just write down things that... Oh, yeah, I did put hello wrists. You're right. It is going in a bit heavy, isn't it? <laughs> You can go in heavy if you want. Yeah, just mix it up a bit. Yeah, so there'll be light relief at the end after this very serious discussion about wrists. 
What are your thoughts? Do you have any problems with your wrists? Any pain? I don't know if I had like, because obviously you get like wrist problems if you're on computers all day. Yes, yeah, repetitive yeah, yeah, like RSI. type stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm not quite sure if I sort of had that. I do remember my wrists used to hurt a lot when I first started doing yoga. Oh. Obviously a lot of planking and stuff. Mind you, plank's oh. not that difficult for me because I'm not sure whether I'm really good at planks or press-ups because I'm strong or because I weigh so little. <laughs> I think it's probably <laughs> the latter. So, But I do remember my wrists took a while before they started not hurting in things and they're fine now. Mm. I don't have a problem with them now really. And when, when they're they much were... stronger now actually they're, when I'm in a, an arm balance on. But then that could be because I, I weigh extremely, uh, uh, I don't weigh much. So. <laughs> do you think you weigh more than me? Well I'm I don't know, short. you're very short though aren't you? Um, mm, I'm very short, yeah. I'm not tall but... Are you taller than me though? I lie about my weight because... <laughs> because do you make yourself weigh less or I more? make myself weigh more so that people don't think I've got something wrong with me uh, <laughs> have you got something wrong with no, you? no I don't think so I just, um, is there a confession that needs to happen? no 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 there isn't what, <laughs> the, what, what would the confession be? I haven't discovered bread or something <laughs> my confession is I only eat crisps no yeah. I don't know <laughs> I'm technically underweight if mm. you go by the BMI thing but I mean yeah. is that something I mean has that been debunked recently? I don't know well, I suppose the main thing is, like, how do you feel about it? You know, like, obviously, a serious issue with eating would be, like, an eating disorder. Yeah, no, I don't obviously. have anything like um, that. You know, and also just how you feel. So if you don't have any energy, if you're always tired, if you, you know, ache or you're sore or you can't do anything. You know, these are all kind of signs. That's just getting that... middle-aged, isn't it? <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've always been the same weight. In fact, I did eat unhealthily at one point and didn't put any weight on. I just felt like crap. It's likely that you just have a fast metabolism. But then when I'm in my 40s or 50s, I probably get that horrible dad bod thing where you start like having some sort of pot belly, but the rest of your <laughs> body is... And I think, oh God, that's such a horrible, like, uh, what a Western thing that is, I think. Uh... But I don't want that. You look like a lemon or something. Like, yeah. A lemon? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, no, yes, I try and avoid it, but don't they say that once you, at a certain age, it's harder to keep weight off for doing the exercise that you do, or can you? Well, the, your body does change as you get older. Yeah. Your body, do, like, like we know that after the age of 30, you don't, you don't put on muscle mass very well. So you have to actually make a point to do something to increase your muscle mass on a steroids. regular basis, or you'll lose it. No. no. Well. <laughs> as in, like, vitamin C, protein, and weight training. So exercise that makes your muscles burn. That powder you, know, you get not in just cardio. Power. Well, I meant just protein, like eggs, meat, dairy. If you're vegan, then yeah, you have to find alternatives, which might end up looking like powders. <laughs> but peanut butter is supposed to have protein. I don't know what the protein to fat ratio is there. You'd have to double yeah, check that. Yeah. <laughs> not that fat is bad for you, but I mean, sometimes, not, you know, no, when you're going... That's not bad for you, is it? They used to... Mm-mm. People used to no, think no. it was bad, but now it's not. The only fat that's, that I would say I haven't really found any evidence that is good for you is, is butter. I think people say butter's good now, don't they? Mm. And they say it's I better than margarine. Well, margarine's not food. Well, is it? not but... hydrogenated fats are the worst thing you can put into your body ever. They shouldn't even be legal. But um, 
your the way your body processes the fat of butter is bad for you. Whereas like with the way you process olive oil will actually help you absorb nutrients from the food. So like having a salad with olive oil is going to be better for you than having a salad without olive oil. Right, okay. Because it actually helps you absorb the nutrients. So here's a question. Um, how bad are seed oils? Because isn't there conflicting stuff about... Oh. I'm sure that they say that seed oils are bad for you, like rapeseed oil, and which is basically vegetable oil, and corn oil... So corn oil... My corn, that's not a seed though, is it? That's not a proper oil. Corn doesn't really do right. that properly. So that's a bit of a funny one. Rapeseed oil is usually considered bad for you because it's so highly processed and it's a GMO product. So you can't find very nice rapeseed oil that hasn't been genetically modified a lot. Those issues are usually more to do with processed foods and in the US. Right, yeah. And it's much less common here. Okay, so it's not to do with the smoking points of certain oils as well. Do you have to consider that? There is a little bit of that where the oils do burn at different temperatures. I tend to just use olive oil and sesame seed oil. I used to dabble a little bit more. I used to get walnut oil for salad dressings and this kind of oil for that. And that but now I just can't be bothered. Mm. <laughs> So the GM thing is, so you say it's a, there's a problem because of genetically modified food. Is that genuinely... Mm. Not... Like, Go on. You like, uh, question. Because I used to think, oh, you know, Frankenstein foods and stuff, well, that sounds unnatural. But really, that's just... Yeah. To me, that's just... Uh, or there's an argument to say that genetically modified food is just an accelerated process of what we've already did when we pre-selected yeah. certain foods to put into agriculture in the first place. Because if you find, all, yeah, for example, absolutely. a wild strawberry, it's complete. It's just it's like much yeah, smaller hurt. and bitter <laughs> than like uh, an yeah. actual, like not like an actual strawberry, but you know the ones we we grow. Shop so, strawberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So genetically modifying existing foods is just doing what we would do if we could slowly selective yeah, yeah. breed them so yeah. Yeah, what yeah. what is your what's your beef eh with the, <laughs> G, uh, with the so GM label so I think the reason why it gets such a like a good and bad rep and why there's like these big like black and white uh, kind of courts against it you know like oh I'm really for it or I'm really against it I think it's because some genetically modified plants are genetically modified to do something so they're not just like oh I'll just get bigger or juicier, or sweeter, sometimes they're like, I'm going to genetically modify it so that this bug doesn't want to eat it anymore. But what have you done to the plant to make that bug not want to eat it anymore? And then you process that plant through multiple different steps, and then you give it to me as an oil. Well, that's not, you don't just squeeze a plant and get oil out of it. So that means that they've genetically modified the plant so that something doesn't want to eat it, then we're eating it. Why but what they... did they change okay. that that thing doesn't want to eat it anymore? Like there's there's quite a few different ways to genetically modify something, not just for the benefit of like flavor or size or or seeds, right. you know, like seedless watermelon and stuff like that. Is there any concrete proof as to that that is a, an issue other than speculation? The still, I mean, why doesn't some a bug want to eat something? Is that because the texture is slightly different, or there's a scent that it gives off, or something like? Yeah, usually it'll yeah. be some they'll they'll bred it to have a stronger scent, or so change the scent, or something like that but obviously anytime that you change something in a plant you're changing the chemical composition of the plant so it's not to say that it's always going to be bad but it does kind of raise the red flags you know? possibly and some things go hand in hand so some genetically modified plants 
will only work with certain types of, of like fertilizers or pesticides.、Mm. So they actually sell them together. So the companies actually sell. You say you buy my plant and you buy my herbicide or my pesticide. That's interesting. Yeah.、Right. Mm. So that's kind of the the bad rep that genetically modified plants get is that they're wrapped around this whole industrial farming. You know, being able、there、to must be grow good really close together to, to it though. Surely that、oh, must、yeah. be like absolutely.、Uh, you wouldn't have orange carrots if you didn't have that kind of selective breeding. Process because the carrot used to be orange, used to be purple and stuff. What about it,、so. wheat? Yeah, because then the wheat plant used to have a much smaller yield or something. And because I'm sure they、mm. used to say in like the 50s that we weren't going to produce enough wheat for the world, and then they found this new plant. What way of doing yeah. it? Yeah, then... I don't. I can't remember that story exactly, but I wouldn't. Yeah, that doesn't sound surprising. Corn is completely changed. Corn shouldn't be yellow. If you if you look up the words heirloom corn, that should be it should be colorful. If、stuff. you read、corn. one of the free books I always、mm. talk about, Guns, Germs, and Steel, talks about the、yeah. the way that. Crops are able to be transported from one part of a continent to another, and so、mm. wheat crops travelled across the Eurasian continent in a lateral direction, where the climate is very, very. If you go left and right on a map, the climate is pretty much、yeah. the same. Give or take mountains. Yeah, <laughs> give or take mountains. Negligible things like mountains. <laughs> But the Andes, like where maize corn originates, had a much slower. The way they transported corn, like on a longitudinal, was it up and down? Is that longitudinal?、Mm. Up and、yeah. up and down. The climates were too. It would take longer for the corn that they selected to grow in those areas when they moved、mm. like a hundred miles north or something. So it's a much slower process of agricultural、um, development in、um, yeah. Latin America or that part of the Americas、mm. yeah. than Eurasia and wheat. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't think of how agriculture works. I just thought all food was kind of natural, and that you just pick、mm-hmm. it. And I didn't realize we self-selected all these things. Like almonds are naturally poisonous because cyanide comes from almond, but there's a genetic modification in the almonds that we cultivate, and they didn't kill、yeah. us, so we pick those and then we grow those. But GM stuff, I guess it. I guess it's potentially frightening, isn't it, when you're just doing these things so quickly? I suppose the thing that puts people off is just when you're going so fast, you're making these large leaps without actually growing the plants in between. You don't know the effects that it could have, and also you're growing the plants on large scales. So you're talking about going into a field, you know, massive fields, spreading all of these seeds with absolutely zero idea of how it's going to impact the environment. So you don't know how the birds are going to affect it, how it's going to affect the soil composition. How it's going to affect any waterways or anything when it drains. Not that they're thinking about that with pesticides, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. there's just so much knock-on effect that I think also people worry about. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of throwing off the whole ecosystem. You know, it's a little bit like you know if they say you have a time machine, you shouldn't go back and mess around with anything because you don't know what the consequences of a tiny change in the exactly. So that's kind of what you do. You just don't know what the consequences of anything that you think are going to be a positive. Like I don't know if they talk about this. Seriously, or if they're close, I've heard this argument basically、mm. about you know the mosquito obviously carries malaria and stuff. There,、mm. There's a way that I think I've heard discussed where they could basically make it so that certain mosquitoes that carried malaria couldn't breed, and then in a generation, theoretically,、yeah. all the mosquitoes that carried malaria would all die out, and then we wouldn't have yeah, malaria. I've heard that as well. They were going to turn them all female. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. But what would happen then? Like. Like because、mm. they, I can't think of any positive benefit of mosquitoes,、mm. but maybe there's something 
Well, actually, the mosquito is the main pollinator for some of the plants down in South America, like uh, coffee plantations and stuff like that. Okay. So even though it's a horrible, (laughs) very annoying insect, it actually is quite an important pollinator in certain areas of the world. They're not talking about killing out all the mosquitoes, are they? Or is it just the ones that carry malaria? Yeah, just and they were also thinking about doing it as a way to just reduce the number of mosquitoes. Because the other thing as well is when we start throwing things out of balance, we end up with too much of something, and it is genuinely too much of something. It's not just our perceived idea, you know, it is like an actual issue. Too many mosquitoes or something, and potentially that could be a way of kind of bringing the numbers down a little bit or something as well and like they were going to do with the squirrels here I think this is something ridiculous like it's going to take them five years to actually put it into place but the idea was that they're going to put some peanut butter out that has um, they called it permanent contraception yeah, right. which is called sterilization normally yeah but that's anyway, another one of these obviously they don't want to use that term terms, isn't it, that they, use <laughs> they don't want to use that yeah. term because it sounds a bit cruel but obviously they wanted to stop the squirrels from reproducing without necessarily just going out and killing a load of squirrels and then the idea was that the red squirrels can take their territory back mm. a bit have you ever seen a red squirrel yeah 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 they're adorable where'd you see that then yeah, it was at, at Centre Parks, because, you know, there are reserves for the red squirrel. Oh, right. Okay. I can't remember oh, which cheating. one it was. It's I think like it was up near Whitmere. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was running wild around the houses yeah. and stuff. I don't know. Like it's, But I suppose it is a reserve, so potentially it was a bit like going to a zoo. But it was very cute. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, we only have grey squirrels around here, do we? So Rats with bushy tails. They're pretty cute as well, but... <laughs> Oh, I saw a real rat down at the Abbey the other day. It was actually really pretty. It made me wonder if someone's rat had got loose. It was all like white with some like orange blotches on it and oh, stuff. Right. Okay. Very healthy. Well, the Abbey's quite near Holland and Barrett, so do you think that the rats just eating all the healthy <laughs> garbage from the back of Holland and Barrett or something? Yeah, so. yeah. They're like, oh, look at these protein bars. Nom, nom, yeah, nom, yeah. Nom. <laughs> yeah. Those, those mm. seeds giving them a nice coat and stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, bit, a bit of walnut oil and yeah. stuff, you know. <laughs> Um, should we carry on talking about We have got then? so far so, off I thought that was interesting, that but yeah, anyway. It was very good, but I don't know if... <laughs> we just got, I don't know how we got onto it. We'll find out when I listen back. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, we'll see. It'll so. be a surprise. <laughs> When you used to have pain in your wrist or, or discomfort, you know, in your yoga classes, did you feel it when you're on all fours and yeah. when you're in plank and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I'd say that's probably like one of the most common like wrist issues that obviously in a yoga class you're going to come across. It's like, that's like the first thing people say or the first thing I notice because it's just so obvious when people are struggling with their wrists because the first thing they do is they try and go onto the fingertips and come off their hands and it's like, Ooh. <laughs> It's like, do you think those little tiny metacarpal, those little tiny phalange joints are going to be like, oh, let me take all of your body weight. <laughs> is, it, is that a lifestyle thing because we used to be computers and phones again when it like every bloody thing? But A, a bit, yeah, a bit, yeah. yeah. I think um, I think there there is a, a natural imbalance in like for, from the hands up to like the elbow, you know, the, in the arm, because obviously all of your fingers bend in the same direction. And then all of the, you know, your wrist bends in that direction as well. So you can make a little fist, you know, and that means that the muscle at the top of the arm is going to be stronger than the muscle under the wrist, you know, at the, under the arm. And that imbalance is pretty natural, but obviously you can get too imbalanced. There's a lot going on in the wrist. So you've got like eight carpal bones down by the wrist itself. 
Then you've got your metacarpals, which makes up your palm pretty much. And then you've got, best word ever, phalanges. Mm-hmm. And they're your fingers. So all the little bones. You've got 14 fingers in your bones. I mean, 14 bones in your fingers. And that's just the bones in the hands. Then you've got all the nerves. And the nerves come down your arm from your neck mostly. So they come down around that. Obviously, they come through the uh, arm completely like all around the shoulder and stuff but some of the big ones come down from the neck and you've got the, all of those nerves you have three or four big nerves that, that are really noticeable and you've got your important arteries that you can usually see in your wrists i don't know and then and then and then obviously all of the muscles and the tendons that allow all of the joints to move and bend so there's so much going on in the hands that it's really easy to let an imbalance start to form and to also like pinch nerves. So a lot of the time, what I've noticed over the last say three or four years is that when people have problems with their hands and their wrists and their yoga practice, it's more likely related to a nerve rather than strength of the arm. Because I, I used to think, or it used to be quite common when people say, oh, if your wrists hurt, you need to strengthen them more, which is a great idea. So like, you know, pressing into the fingertips, almost like you're going to, you know, kind of like a grabby motion or whatever, you know, really pressing into the floor. It just helps to engage that muscle at the top of the arm. If you do that kind of like, you're going to grab a ball or something, like that, that muscle engages. So that's obviously a really good idea. Anything you can do to support the joint by using the muscles is a good idea in your yoga practice or exercise or whatever. But if you find they've got RSI and it hurts to put your hand flat then it might also be nerve related so doing some nerve flossing for the wrist can be really helpful we did a nerve flossing episode we did yeah and i suggest those those are really good the nerve flossing so go back to that as i said before it did it does seem to work it's annoying that you have to do like quite a lot of them you can't just do three yeah you have to do like 20 But I would say that it's always a good idea to strengthen the muscles in the arms, especially if you have like RSI and stuff. So a combination of mirror flossing and strengthening is definitely going to be helping. If you've never done it, then think about it because it's very good for you. <laughs> so, yeah. I visited my teenage boys with one's a stronger wrist than the other jokes. <laughs> oh, well done. It would be healthier to swap hands, would it? Perhaps to... <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just move back and forth between the two hands. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm not sure we should have lowered ourselves to that, really. But anyway, <laughs> I did write a joke. This is not on that topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It doesn't work, but it's convoluted. So So let's hear it. How did I word it? When I am travelling to work with a selection of other colleagues who I've picked up along the way and we are going underneath like a underpass type thing underground I uh, get very scared I think I've got carpool tunnel syndrome <laughs> that needs an edit <laughs> but, well done yeah it's difficult because I can't you don't write jokes obviously but uh, nope but you you <laughs> You've got to be careful not to repeat a word in the setup necessarily with the yeah. word in the punchline. So, so if carpool tunnel syndrome is the punchline, you can't mention car, carpool, or tunnel in the setup, really, because yes. people will see what's yeah. coming. It's not so satisfying to to hear. So, but then that's actually really hard to replace yeah. those words because hence it just my sounds weird. incredibly messy. <laughs> 
lead into the punchline <laughs> there. So yeah, so that doesn't really oh, but work. But it was good. I'm eh, not sure it was, but it was good for this podcast right now. It was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, there you works. go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mentioning carpal tunnel syndrome, that is uh, swelling in the muscles. So it usually takes a diagnosis to really understand if you actually have that issue or not. And even so, I still sometimes wonder if doctors are a bit jumpy to carpal tunnel rather than just saying, oh, you've pinched a nerve or you need to strengthen your wrists, you know what I mean? But either way, if you go to a doctor, um, a lot of the time, if you're really having trouble, they'll give you a, um, they'll pass you on to a physiotherapist and then they might give you some exercises that would potentially be nerve flossing and strengthening and stuff. And then it doesn't really matter what label you put on it. Mm. <laughs> so there, I think we've covered wrists. So I had another joke I was going to tell you. Mm. So I did a new material night last Tuesday. You did what? A new material night. Oh, a new material. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You combined the words into one. I thought it was a name of something. And I was thinking, new material. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like new metal. <laughs> so I did a load of new stuff and it was all, mm. none of it did that well. But the one I thought was really good got the least good reaction. So, so, so I, was, I was upset about that. But I'm going to tell you it. I'll, I'll see if uh, this will be the graveyard for it. Okay. So here's a joke in full before we get into the, the weeds of it. So I have an uncle who I revere enormously. I think he's great. But I never knew what he did for a living and I only recently found out that he's a paleontologist which to me made him even more like God in that he must have spent all this time around dinosaurs and yet never mentioned it and that's the joke and you didn't laugh at all there did you so that obviously doesn't work <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no I missed it uh, it's yeah. too subtle you see that's another thing about it's difficult to if you spoon feed someone the joke they'll see what's coming if you don't mm. if you go hard enough so obviously the joke is supposedly that I'm comparing someone to being like God because they never mentioned the dinosaurs that they were hanging around with all this time okay so obviously that premise doesn't make sense either They're, okay basically dinosaurs were around mm -hmm. for hundreds of millions of years and we've been around yes. for maximum two and not even for... And that's from like an early evolutionary sort of basis. So modern humans right, okay. is not is not even that long. Yeah, yeah. So we weren't talking and we weren't, you know, as developed as we are now. So in terms of the time frame of the whole of the creation of Earth, which mm. if God created the Earth 4.6 billion years ago... Is that 4.6 billion? Mm. No, you're, you're the, you know this sort of stuff. So 4.6 billion years ago, is that how old Earth is or how old the universe is? Is the universe 11 or... Oh, no. The universe is older than that. So Earth must be 4.6 yeah. billion years old. Yeah, that would be about right, yeah. yeah. And there have been several extinctions, obviously, in the dinosaurs. Was that the last great extinction? Or was there, there might have been another extinction after that. But the famous one where the dinosaurs died mm. out 65 million years ago. But they were around for like hundreds of millions of years before then so in terms of compare it to us on a graph like we're a tiny 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 bit of it and obviously like if god creates the earth he's spent a lot of time with dinosaurs like my uncle in the joke and has mm -hmm. never mentioned the fact that he has to us slash me in the joke whether we're 
the uncle's mm-hmm. got. What's, so what's the deal with that? Did it not work out with the dinosaurs or what? I mean, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, if like um, you find out your dad had a different wife before your mother and they were like, for like 50 years or whatever, I don't know how old the dad is in this, and, and he's never mentioned that and you suddenly find out, you're like, well, what's the deal with like, you know. Yeah. So why aren't the dinosaurs mentioned at all? I mean, obviously, I don't, if you were revealing the word of God to early humans, or like humans that are able to talk and at a level where we're ready to know about these sorts of things, you don't start by saying, oh, by the way, just, just to get this out of the way, there were these things before you that it didn't really work out and <laughs> stuff. Like, that would just be too much of an information overload yeah. at first. Yeah, information overload. I started over with you guys, so don't mess it up. That's <laughs> well. That's what it is, isn't it? Isn't it like uh, the dinosaurs were like the failed experiment before we came along? And like, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, like you know, like how someone caricature of a painter that's been working at something for a long time and goes, ah, fuck it, that's in the bin now. That's the mm. is that how? Like, send the asteroid. That's how God felt about that. <laughs> <laughs> about the dinosaurs. So. That's it. We'll just toss that in there. Sorry, yeah. again. Control Alt Delete. <laughs> Shift delete. So Gone firstly, there. I don't know if I can make that joke work without too much, without the pre-info of people mm. knowing where I'm coming from. But also, it is interesting, isn't it? Mm. In terms of time frames and stuff, it just makes you see how insignificant the period of time that we've actually been here is compared to even other things that were here. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's really interesting. It's that kind of you know, kind of what would I mean? We wouldn't even call it ancient. What is that like? Something else history. Pre-man history? Is that... Pre-history. That kind of I think it's called pre-history, pre-history? isn't it? No, yeah, it goes pre-historic. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> then there's the whole ice age as well and stuff like that and everything. Else. And I, and also, like, just the climate of the Earth going up and down and up and down. I oh, think that's here really we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's really interesting because there used to be, like, this ice sheet that yeah. came down from Canada, covered all of Canada and most of the US, this massive, like, what do you call it, an ice sheet, but it kind of was like a, or glacier, you know, mm. like a giant glacier that just covered the whole thing. Was that a pre-human? That that was during the Ice Age, I believe. We were about yeah. Then, well, about, oh, it, we? Yeah, mm. so I think it was about, we're early mm. human, yeah, yeah. But it, I, I'm not 100% on all of that. There's always a bit of presentism, isn't there, with, with us, I suppose, because we always think that all the continents have always been the same shape and they've always been but, but oh yeah but, but obviously they haven't they haven't yeah. have they like doggerland and stuff like um mm. yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's like, exactly actually yeah. I, don't, I don't know when doggerland disappeared that's between us and denmark holland? i think isn't it denmark, oh, denmark maybe okay. maybe maybe it's holland but it's that part uh, of yeah the, i think you're right part of the sea me. you first know that from the shipping forecast do you ever listen to the <laughs> shipping forecast no, but I've heard of it. The only reason anyone ever listens the, to the, the shipping forecast from my demo is, is when we used to listen to the cricket on Radio 4 Longwave and it would get interrupted by the shipping forecast. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. But Dogger is part of the shipping, because I assume that's yeah. where Doggerland was. But yeah, I think yeah. that that's humans lived there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not like discounting religion and I don't think it's like I think if you were a theologist you'd say well it's not our place to know certain things and I still think that's mm. I think that's probably theoretically you know I, I can buy that that mm. we're not going to get told everything and stuff because we can't come because we think we're smart but we're actually not necessarily not as smart as we yeah. think we are a lot of the time yeah yeah I mean I don't I can't remember now there is like um people who think that there are dinosaurs mentioned in the bible 
But I can't decide if they think that now looking back and are making something that just isn't there or if there was something where they do, or if people decided they were just confused and that it was like a whale. You know what I mean? There are monsters in the Bible, aren't there? Like sea, mm, Le- yeah, I think the phrase Leviathans from the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. They don't really know what that is. I mean, obviously yeah, that's yeah, not exactly. Leviathan's the Hobbes like thing as well, but he that's taken from the Bible and that's not necessarily a a whale or something mm. people just assume in fact was Jonah even I think Jonah was in no it's a fish actually Jonah was in a fish pretty big fish the, what was it the whale shark is that the biggest fish is that not the biggest fish uh, and that would be pretty small for a human well yeah but it could be one of those prehistoric fish <laughs> yeah Ichthyosaur or, ple- or Plesiosaur yeah. or something like that isn't it yeah but but then there, I thought we've decided that humans and dinosaurs never lived why in the time. why are they mentioned in the bible then there's such a big gap between uh, why would they be exactly exactly mm. that's that's the point isn't it that there's these monsters that people think are dinosaurs mm. that potentially could be maybe yeah well they could be i, I mean, don't know it's a hard one. i imagine like how long realistically would it take a species to die out if it was struggling like, if things had changed. Because the idea of killing every single thing on the planet in one fell swoop is actually very difficult. Hmm. Like, you would, you'd you'd have to destroy the planet, basically. Well, this is... You uh, can't just yeah. assume everything's going to die. Famous last words because... here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, the but way I mean, the I mean, fucking germ technology is going. Every single thing is one thing. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but what, what, I'm, what I mean is by, like, by, like, the attack of, like, with the hit of an asteroid, yes, yeah. okay, a lot of plants would die and a lot of things would die, and that has repercussions on things that manage to survive, like the earthquakes and the and the tsunamis and things like that. But then there will be things that have survived. There will be actual animals that have survived. But how long are they able to live off? I don't know, grass. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or each they, other. they might. They might. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, how long do they have enough food? You know, even if you really stretch it out. How long can you really get it? And, and I'm not sure you can get it that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, just... oh, you mean for the dinosaurs to cross over with the human mm-hmm. timeline? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's more likely that a fossilized skeleton is discovered and then a mythology comes out of that, isn't it? Really? Mm. It's weird to think of dinosaurs with feathers, and they say they've probably got feathers, but they just don't. None yeah. of the toys I had as a kid would have feathers on them, or any of the cartoons, none mm. of them. I think right. there's a mix, isn't there? Because I think like the um, pterodactyl doesn't have feathers. It's more like a bat. Oh, right. It, okay. it has skin. Yeah. It, or they decided that it had skin, not feathers, based on its bone structure or something. I listened to, uh, probably in our time, did an episode on it about the evolution of feathers. Mm. Or maybe it was the evolution of teeth. I can't remember now. But <laughs> They're very different. They are very different. <laughs> but I think it might have been feathers. But I, I think it was a bit of a mystery as to how feathers sort of turned up but then that's like any yeah. evolutionary quirk isn't it yeah because someone's obviously a long time ago uh in our lifetimes not long as in prehistoric um there was th- there was idea that perhaps we weren't evolving anymore because we had changed so much of our you know stopped births you know stopped people from dying you know things like that so you know, allowed yeah. babies to be born who maybe would have died naturally and you know stuff like that don't necessarily challenge ourselves for the right to mate, <laughs> mm. you know. Although we don't tend to do that as much now, perhaps uh, in the same way, anyway, and stuff like that. And there, there was a little bit of theory. You know, are we still, are we still evolving or whatever? But I'm, I think the people have said that we still are. It's just that's something that happens over such a long time scale yeah. that 
you just can't notice it. And they, I think I, they gave the example of uh, how people in like China and Japan and some of these other countries, South Korea and stuff like that, how they're all growing really tall now that they're eating meat. That's like a really short time period of example of like North how and South Korea are still changing. The difference between oh, right. people from North and South Korea is like the height differences between since the partition of the peninsula mm. is massive now. Yeah, right. comparatively, and then the same people, obviously, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, height will be something because obviously when you go to like an old, uh, a ye oldie house or something, all of the oh, um, and they have those tiny little beds. Yeah, yeah, and the doorways are all yeah. smaller, aren't they, and stuff. So height. Yeah, and you have one, to duck yeah. to get in everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Even just things like processing the wheat the way we do now versus the way we used to, you know, with white flour and stuff like that. Even that. Is just like completely different to what we used to eat. Well, I've heard. And... I know a GP. I remember him saying to me about the gut bacteria in the last fifty years. It's just so different because of the amount of processed food differences yeah. that we have now. So you're reaching for something. <laughs> the diet myth: the real science behind what we eat by Tim Spector. I'm not finished it yet. It okay. was um, recommended to me by an ex GP. She's retired now, and she said she loves it. So I've been reading it, and basically he is like, he, he is, he, he's a doctor. He's called Tim Spector. I don't know why he hasn't put any of his, like, abbreviations at the front, you know, to see what his qualifications are, but he, but he is a doctor. Yeah. I wonder why I wouldn't have mentioned like any of his qualifications. That's very strange, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a bit of a strange thing to leave out. But yeah, suppose, where's the doctorate from? You know, Trump University or something? <laughs> but it's, it's actually really, really good. And he mentions loads of things that I've come across, like juicing and detoxing and, you know, the science behind it. He talks about proteins and meat versus non-meat proteins. And just from the point of view of the body and our processing, not from like ethical or, or anything like that. But it's really good because his main focus through the whole book is your gut bacteria. And what he's been saying was so interesting. Like there's been massive, like not massive isn't large, but like really interesting ex- experiments with people's gut bacteria. And there was also this one doctor that he knows who went and lived in the rainforest with some tribe for like six months and then kept testing everyone's gut bacteria, which sounds horrible, but you know, everybody's got mm. their thing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and apparently, even after he lived there for ages and ages and ate everything that they ate and didn't eat anything else, he still couldn't get his gut bacteria to match theirs. He still couldn't get it to line up the way theirs does. You know, there's just really like loads of stuff in the book that I found really interesting. But the the bacteria in your gut apparently allow us to digest our food, and basically. Most of the conclusion that he comes to is just you need to eat a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables whole. But don't be afraid to cook them because we're, we're, that's what allowed our brains to evolve. If it wasn't for cooked food, we wouldn't have been able to absorb the nutrients from the food as quickly as eating it raw. Yeah, that's the big thing with cooked, cooked food, isn't it? That made the brains bigger. Was, did it? <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Because yeah. obviously we got yeah. these massively outsized brains compared to apparently. apparently i don't really hope i don't you know sometimes i keep imagining i've got this like massive uh, head i'm now, pretty but... sure i've got one but... <laughs> <laughs> but... but i just thought that was a really interesting fact that like the the knowledge to cook our food before we eat it allowed us to get more out of the food 
that mm. we ate, you know, the roots and the fin of stuff. And then, and then we, we can do more. We have more energy. We can do more and we don't have to hunt and eat. We don't just spend 12 hours eating grass every day. You know, yeah, we yeah. can, you know, just spend 15 minutes eating one cooked meal. That's why we're doing this and not dinosaurs because we got mm. these brains. They, they had hundreds of millions of years to evolve brains as good as ours and they didn't. I <laughs> must admit, I did just picture a dinosaur on a talk show or something. So, no, I, do you know what? <laughs> This won't translate to a thing, but one of the worst nightmares I ever had as a kid, and it's going to sound like I made this up, was when mm. I was seven years old or something, I had a nightmare where I was hosting a talk show and one of my guests was a dinosaur and the dinosaur started smashing up the studio and and then I um, I woke up really scared. And was it a real dinosaur? Like you see on yeah, like real dinosaur, Park? Yeah, smashed... Not a cartoon No, not a cartoon, like a real one. Smashed... Like I must yeah, have just yeah. seen Jurassic Park or something. I yeah, think. probably. I think Sounds that came like out when Jurassic I was about Park. seven. So, you know, that's... Um, <laughs> I was watching probably Jurassic Park and who knows what else, like um, yeah. The Tonight Show or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Combination of the two came on. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a mashup, yeah. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I specifically remember saying to the dinosaur, no, you're supposed to be the guest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So. Oh, that's great. What do we normally say at the end? Thanks for listening? That was good. We'll use that. <laughs> Thank you for listening and have a great day. <laughs> and go and listen to all the other episodes if you haven't, because none of them none of them have aged apart from the football one. And follow us on Instagram and tell your friends. Also, no one's... I don't know if anyone's going to bother doing this, but we haven't had a written review on iTunes or Apple for absolutely ages. What? People, go review. Someone should do that so that yes. I know that people will at least listen to this bit. It's got to be five stars, though. Everything's got to be five stars. Yeah. Even if you didn't think it was, just think of us as, like, Uber drivers. Like, you wouldn't give an Uber <laughs> driver three or four stars because that's what you would go, oh, it's their livelihoods. So <laughs> give it five, exactly. you know. Yeah, don't be that person that says, fantastic, really love it, great, four stars. Don't do it. We, nobody likes that person. <laughs> you know, you're not a film critic, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> 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 Right. So we go... That was really good.